This morning, we're going to finish. I told you, uh, I think it was three weeks ago that this summer I wasn't doing series, but I was preaching you a message, four keys to overcoming the issues of life or obstacles in life, four keys to overcoming in life. And uh, just so happened it took me three messages to finish the four keys. And today is the third message, and we'll finish the four keys. But <clears throat> I want to just review a little bit with what we've talked about. In, uh, Pastor Richard Parenchief was with us last week, and so the two previous Sundays when we shared on this. Um, I talked to you about, started in our, in our first session talking about um, talking about people's IQ, their intelligence quotient, people's IQ. And then we talked a little bit about the RQ, which is, uh, which is the religiosity or religion quotient that people understand. And we understand, and we've taught here, that religion in its purest form is man's way of trying to understand God. Man's way of trying to understand and, and portray God to other people. So, we don't want a religion quotient. We, 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 we want to be smart and have a strong IQ. But we started talking the same day in our first message about a cue that I made up, and it's called the OQ. And it's the overcoming quotient that people need to be focused on because if you're not learning how to overcome the obstacles of life, your IQ will do you no good. Just becoming smarter in life and having more information won't empower you and enable you to overcome the things that you face in life. God wants overcomers. He created us to overcome situations, not to be overcome by situations or not allowing situations that are not, that, that, that are, are not of Him, negative situations, to create our lifestyle to where we become complacent or we become satisfied with certain things or that we tolerate things in life that God didn't create us to tolerate. God did not, God did not create you to cope with fear. He created you to overcome fear. Well, you know, a little fear is good or a little of this or a little of that. I've never found any, any little bit of anything that doesn't turn into something bigger. Hmm? A little bit of bluebell has never gone backwards. It always turns into more. Well, that half a bowl just wasn't enough. We need a, big, we need, we, we need a full bowl. And then that full bowl wasn't a big enough bowl. We need a bigger bowl. Then forget the bowl, we just want the carton. Anyway, I use Bluebell too much, I think. Got some of you wondering, does he have an issue with Bluebell? <laughs> so, 
What we've been focusing on is our OQ, our overcoming quotient. How much time do we spend learning how to overcome? And I'm telling you today, the only place that you will find out how to overcome is the Word of God. Now, you'll find different resources that are connected to the Word, people's books and people that have overcome and they write stuff and you read those, those are all great. You know? But if you can't trace it back to the Word, it won't ultimately in the long run work. It won't work. God is an overcoming God and He created you and I to overcome. The first key that we talked about, and I'm just reminding you of it, the first key that we talked about was to overcome is to have a correct identity. You have to be identified with the right one. We have to be identified with Christ. We have to know who we are in God, and we have to know who God is in us. Identity is, is key. Most people, no, I won't say most people, because uh, I don't know everybody. I'll just say, My judgment on what I'm fixing to say is this, the way I've judged this is that probably more people than not are identified in their life with something that has defeated them, something that has overcome them, something that they became a victim of. Most people are identified with that. And, and so, as a result of wrong identification, okay, we spend our time feeding and building and strengthening things that can help us to cope with that false identity, okay? So what people will do in a lot of cases is, is that they'll strengthen their IQ because of the defeat that's going on on the inside because if I'm smart enough, then I can fake everybody else out and they don't have to know what's really going on inside. See, God wants us to overcome, not tolerate it, put up with it. Give in to it, right? Only re- the only reason I can teach this is because I've overcome much. In fact, I've had much to overcome, so I feel pretty much like I'm an authority on this subject. Second thing that we talked about was having a clear vision. We must be able to see clearly. Because if, 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 we don't have, if we don't have a clear vision, if we're not, if we're not focused on the right things, if, if we're looking at and meditating on things on a day-to-day basis, we won't, we won't see and fulfill the things that God created us to fulfill. We'll find ourselves spending time going around in circles or going around the mountain over and over and over again, never fulfilling the ultimate plan and call and purpose that God had in our lives. So we have to see clearly. We talked about those in the first two messages. And always, as, as I tell you, you can go to Gates of the City, go to our podcasts, go to iTunes, and download or listen to any of our messages for free. So you can go and listen to these, these two previous messages. And then... Then we got into a little bit in that, in that second message, we got talked a little bit about the third one, which is to overcome, we must change our thinking. And so we're going to pick up in key number three and then finish number four today. 
We talked, and I read this scripture, but I'm going to start with the last scripture that we read last time, and it was in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55, and starting with verse 6, Isaiah 55 and 6. So we're talking about changing our thinking. Verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and He will have mercy on him and to our God for He will abundantly pardon him. Okay? Verse 8, God says, for my thoughts, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. So how far is the heaven from the earth? Who knows? Right? Who knows? But that's the distance in his thoughts versus ours and his ways versus ours. Right? So what has to happen is, if we get busy trying to get God to think like us, we're wasting our time. What we've got to do is raise the bar and begin to think like God thinks. So to become, a, to become an overcomer, we have to develop our OQ on a regular basis, realizing that our thinking has to change. We cannot stay the same in our thinking. If we stay the same in our thinking, then nothing changes. And, and, and you can bank on it. Amen? A higher way of life comes from a higher way of thinking. Romans 12 and verse 2. Romans 12 and verse 2. It says, Be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Amplified, and that's why it's called the Amplified, because it's amplified, more detail. It's, this is the female version, the Amplified is. Uh, It just depends on what you're talking about. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. But all that's going to change. Your new ideas, new, new attitude, you know, will be changed through the renewing of your mind as your mind is renewed. Without renewing the mind, you will not experience God's perfect will and you can't overcome problems when you're not renewing your mind. And renewing of the mind is not something that is difficult. The renewing of the mind is something that you have to work at day to day when you don't even feel like doing it. 
You have to declare the Word and hear yourself speaking the Word and then learning to apply the Word on a day-to-day basis. If you don't do it, things won't change. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, All things are passed away, and behold, everything has become brand new. The renewing of the mind and the changing of the thinking is what we have to position ourselves to do. Letting old things, old thoughts, old ideas pass away and let new ideas become real and and fresh to us so that we choose for ourselves the new ideas, not something that gets forced on us or we have to make a change. Because you cannot fix your problem by using the same way of thinking that you've had in the past. You cannot fix problems with the same thinking. Man, God's just, He's set us up and given us a recipe, a recipe for victory and overcoming. He's given it to us. But we can't stay the same in our thinking. When your thoughts and way of thinking are different, you will begin to produce new solutions to the old problems. I'm going to say that again. When your thoughts and way of thinking are different, you will begin to produce new solutions to the old problems, right? New solutions to the old problems. You go back to, to the Romans 12, 2 in the Amplified, don't be conformed to this world, but transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind with new ideas and new attitudes. I mean, you know, some people got some attitude, right? And I'm at, I mean, some people toot their tood. They got some attitude. Do, 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 here I come. Do, 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 it's me. Ha, it's me, Freddie. Ah! It's me, the ugly guy. And, they, and, and they, they carry it around with them wherever they go. That attitude has got to change. You can't stay with ungodly attitudes and begin to see the victories of God come your way, the overcoming in, in life. Listen, where you overcome life in attitudes is dying to that old way of thinking. Always thinking that things have to be about you instead of life being about other people. And, and believing the best in others instead of believing the worst. Very difficult thing for most people to do. We, we, we can't, I wrote in my notes here, we can't react the same way that we've done before. We've got to change our reactions is what that Romans 2 is really talking about. So, the third thing to complete today, the third key to overcoming obstacles of life is to change our thinking and be committed to it. Amen? Now, the fourth really kind of goes with the title. The fourth key to overcoming obstacles and issues in life. And that is to improve your OQ. You improve your OQ, your overcoming quotient. Having a strong IQ is good but it won't cause you to overcome the issues of life. So you can be the most educated person on planet Earth, and there's nothing wrong with education. You should constantly be bettering yourself and developing your education, but it will not empower you to overcome fear. 
It will not empower you to deal with with jealousy in your life. It will not empower you to walk free from unbelief. It will not empower you to be liberated from destructive forces or attitudes, bitterness and unforgiveness and those kind of things. Your IQ will, you, you can become the most intelligent person on planet earth that anybody's ever known and still be a person in fear and defeat in most areas of your life. Amen? So if IQ was the key, then the smarter we got, the more spiritual we'd be. Not. Our OQ is what must be developed. And I just want to give you a couple thoughts along this line today. Um, <clears throat> Romans 8, and just kind of see Romans 8 as kind of a foundation uh, for today. Kind of a foundational scripture for today. Romans 8 and starting with verse 31. And Paul says here, What then shall we say to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Let me change my He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? Yet, in all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us, right? If I'm identified with Christ through Him, I overcome all these things. See, just knowing that things like this are present will not deliver you. You can go sit on someone's couch and they can help you figure out all the problems of your life and they can raise all those problems to the surface and get you looking at how ugly and nasty that you are and what a loser that you are. But if they don't have any of this, then there's nothing to replace the the stuff that was in you and where you came from. If there's none of what we're talking about today, there's no ability to renew your mind and your thinking so you're empowered to overcome the things that you face. Just having knowledge about a specific thing will not deliver you. Get it in your head and you're thinking today. You know, we would think that we would understand that, but I'm just talking, I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just talking about people in general. We don't act like we believe that. You think that that's a simple statement. Yeah, 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 that, that should go without saying, but we don't act like that. So... <clears throat> So, he's, so what he said here, in all these things, in what things? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, pearl, sword, nakedness, what, anything that you want to write in there. And, you know, some of those words aren't, aren't Texan, you know, so you, you just put in the Texas version of whatever distresses or is coming against you. And he said, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him. See, spiritually, we're more than conquerors. But we're, 
We are, we are more than conquerors that are conquering when we do it through Him and His ability and His power and His strength, not in our own strength. Can you say amen to that? So, there's three different types of attitudes that I see. Okay, there's probably more, but, but there's, there's three different types. And probably all of us have been these types, maybe, maybe, maybe not everybody, but some people have been these types, especially if you were the first type I'm going to talk about right here and you've grown out of them. But there's three different attitudes that people have in life, and if you stay in these certain attitudes, you won't see the ability to overcome because you won't be able to see and perceive and understand. First one is a, is a quitter or a complainer. Somebody who quits and complains. Somebody always quitting and complaining about what's not right or what's not happening. The second is somebody who is stale or just satisfied where they're at. You know, they don't want to really do a whole lot and they don't want to make something happen. And then the third stage is the overcoming stage. Forgetting people that are learning to forget what is behind and living in that place of overcoming and, and living in a place where you are developing your OQ on a regular basis. So, how do we improve that? Okay, I'm going to give you these five or six things to improve so that you can come out of being a quitter and a complainer and you can go even beyond just kind of, you know, being satisfied with where you're at. Well, you know, I, I, not as bad as it used to be, but, uh, you know, I'm too tired to move on and be, and be challenged about the future. Or you can become the person that says, you know what, I'm overcoming every situation no matter what I face. And, you know, a lot of times we've got str- everybody's got something strong in their life. Very easy to focus on the, on the strengths that we have instead of being able to deal with. I'm not talking about focusing on your weaknesses and staying there and, and, and you know, being emotional about it and getting all in it and, 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 and being defeated in the weaknesses. I'm talking about looking at the weaknesses and through the power of the things that we're talking about here, overcoming weakness after weakness. So then what happens is my strengths become stronger and stronger, Right? And my weaknesses become less and less and less. And how do you do that? One thing at a time. Not 40 things at a time, you know. And that's why it's really not good to meditate a lot on what other people think about you. I'm not saying, I'm not saying especially right people, especially people in authority in your life, when, when a correction is brought and you need to look at something in your life, look at it, Okay. I'm telling you today, the longer you look at your mistakes and your faults and you do nothing with them, they'll defeat you. God wants us overcoming. So here's several things to help us develop our OQ. Number one is to believe that God is bigger. 1 John 4.4, look at that. 1 John 4.4, believe that God is bigger than anything that you face. How do I develop my OQ? I have to believe that God is bigger. And what does 1 John 4, 4 say? You are of God, little children. Say, I am of God. Say, I'm a child of God. Okay? So he's talking to you. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater 
than he that's in the world, right? And we know the Bible says that the devil is the god of the world system, okay? So when things or people or whatever are coming against you in, 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 in situations that are not of God, then it's one form or another, it's influenced by the enemy because he's the God of the system, or he's, or he's the God of the thinking of the system. See? And if we stay with the system and we, we live in the world, but we don't have to live of the world, and my world doesn't have to be affected by that world, even though I live in the world. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm going to live in a closet and I'm not going to deal with the issues and the stuff in life. But, you know, one of the greatest things you can do sometimes is, you know, turn the news off. I mean, you know, you can only listen to so much of it. And, and, and they repeat it all the time. I mean, I mean, where you, every time you turn the television on and, and you get bombarded with it. You know, t- uh, fast the news for two days. See what happens. And just look at this news. Look at this information right here. Just meditate a little bit more on this than you do out there. I'm not saying you can't. I mean, you need to be informed. We need to know what's going on. Yeah, okay? But, but what can happen if you spent more time here than you do thinking out there? What will happen is this information will become more real than that. You know how many people believe everything that the newspaper says? Everything that's on the print, well, you know, and the printed pages are becoming less and less all the time. But, I mean, if, if, if the newspaper says it, hmm? well, I'll be dang. What if, what if somebody accused me of something and it wasn't true? And you saw my pretty picture on the front page of the newspaper and they'd accused me of something. How many would believe it? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> He must have done it. It's in the paper. <laughs> how many can testify to me today? How, how, how many, and you can raise your hand if you said, that you've ever brought something to me and I didn't believe the first thing that you said when you brought something to me about someone else? Many times. People bring something, I say, well, okay. That's your interpretation. That's what you say. That's what I'm hearing or whatever here, but that doesn't mean it's true. There's always two sides to everything. Can you say amen? I mean, I choose to believe according to the Word. The Word taught me this, and I meditated on it enough to where I choose to believe the best of all people at all times. Do I fail on that? Sure, I failed. I repent. I do it again. I do it again. I keep practicing. Practice, 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 because I'm going to overcome that thing, and I'm not going to be overtaken by the reports of other people, and no matter what anybody else says about anybody, especially the people that are closest to you. I don't care what anybody thinks, says, or whatever. I'm not believing the worst. Well, what if they tell you? Well, you know, some people, some people just looking for an excuse to believe the worst. So what if somebody told me with their own mouth that they said something or did something a certain way? I still can choose not to believe the worst of them. Still. The power God's given us to do what's right. And yet... And yet, society and the world system, the world's way of thinking, always looking for some loophole to get out of it. Always looking for some loophole to believe the, the worst. You know, when children are little, you never have to stop them from sharing too much. And all you and I are is just little children in big bodies. 
If you didn't share when you were two, you ain't sharing today. Unless you're thinking, Jay. Well, <laughs> Pastor, I'm an adult. <laughs> you're a little kid in a big body. Uh, I mean an aged body, older body. Yeah, yeah. Pastor said I was fat. <laughs> I didn't say that. You see what I'm saying now? We're children in grown-up people's bodies. But that doesn't mean you've changed. It doesn't mean your thinking changed. It doesn't mean that you're developing your OQ and, and, and not relying on your IQ. Hmm? So we have to believe God's bigger. Number two, we have to believe in ourselves in spite of our failures. What we have to see is what Ephesians 2 says about us. We have to believe in ourselves in spite of our failures. I didn't say you don't have to take responsibility for the mistakes or failures or things that you have, but God is not in the heaping coals business. He's not trying to wear you out about your mistakes. He's trying to deliver you, and He's convincing you that you've been created to overcome instead of be overcome. And verse 10 of Ephesians 2 says, and, and, and I'm going to read it like this, and I want you to hear it like this for yourself. For I am His workmanship. I'm created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that I should walk in what? Good works. I was created for good. I was created to do good things. I was created to overcome. I was not created to be overtaken. I was not created to be defeated. I was created to overcome. And, it, it, and, and it's taken a lot of changing and a lot of renewing of the mind, but I was created to be an overcomer, right? And you can look successful. You can have money and possessions and things and be the most defeated person in all the world. One of the wealthiest men ever to, be, to, to live in, 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 in this continent was Howard Hughes. In the last, that I, that I read about, the last eight or ten years of his life, a big majority of it he, he spent sitting on a toilet because he was in such fear. Intelligent man. Created all kinds, invented all kinds of things. Worth, in his day, worth, worth, worth into the billions of dollars. Wealthy, wealthy guy and spent the last eight or ten years of his life just secluded inside, sitting in his bathroom because he was so afraid of life. That's not success. Hmm? You can live on a shack on the river and be a success because of where you're going. Because of where you're going. I'm at this point, I'm down low, but I'm renewing my mind and God's given me what I need and I'm, over, I'm in a place of learning to overcome and be on top and not underneath. Amen? It's all a state of mind. It's how we see ourselves. Number three, you got to believe. Well, our belief system in God creates what number three is, and you have to believe that God has a way out. And I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 in the New King James Version. And then, in a minute, on another point, I'm going to read it in the Amplified. 
So this is the male version. And then we'll read the female version in a minute. No, okay, so number three, you have to believe God has a way out. Verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. Nothing that's come against you is not already common to mankind. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Okay? We have to believe that God has a way out. Remember that as we get to the next one in a moment. Uh, Or another one here in just a moment. The fourth one. Um, We have to remember that falling down in life, in the experiences that we walk through, falling down is not failure. Losing a skirmish is not a defeat. Falling down and making a mistake is not a failure in God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 will back that up. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. We're hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down or falling down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. Verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being what? Renewed day by day. Falling is not failing. Why? As we do this. For a light affliction or trial or temptation or anything that's coming against us, which is but for a moment, everybody say for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we look not at the things which are seen, But the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Okay? So we overcome situations where we've fallen down or we've we've experienced some kind of apparent defeat, but it's not final. It's not over with. We're not done. See? While we purpose to look not at what we see, but look at this. Because this information will tell you something totally different from the information that you see out here. And the information that you see and the circumstances and the way things look are one thing, but what God's Word says is something else, and that's where the renewal process has to be in force. Because if it's not, we'll never see things change. Can you say amen? And the next one is that to, to develop our OQ, we have we have to purpose to stop unbelief and fear. We have to shut it down. You have to shut fear down every day, every day. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, go and look at this and meditate on it. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and that of a sound 
and a well-balanced mind. God has not given you a spirit of fear. So if God hasn't given you fear, then fear isn't from God. And so when you're fearing, it's a result of something else that's attached not to God, but to the other system. There's the system of the world and its operation, and that system is ruled by fear. In fact, most business is ruled by fear. Most countries are ruled by fear. Most businesses are ruled by fear. The fear of, you know, we've got to get on top because of the fear that we don't want to fail. See, but there's no failing in God, but you have to find that from His Word, and you have to see it clearly in the Word, and daily you have to remind yourself, wait a minute, this fear I'm experiencing today, God hasn't given to me. I resist it in Jesus' name because the greater one lives on the inside. Amen? Things like that is what we have to develop. You have to shut fear down. Amen? And then the last one. Hmm. The last one is, a, is, a, is kind of a, it's a tough one, but it's absolute truth. A victim never changes his circumstances. A whiner never wins. A victim never changes his circumstances. You can go your whole life and be the victim of something that happened to you. I'm I'm not downplaying what happened because ugly things have happened to people through the years. But God sent His Son Jesus to liberate and deliver us and set us free from a victim whining mentality so that we can become winners and, and overcome the situation that was done wrong to us. And I'll just tell you today, I'll tell you this today, if you were done wrong in some situation, God wasn't standing over you and watching you and, and putting His stamp of approval on whatever happened to you that wasn't right, that was an injustice. But I'm telling you, He's here today to empower you to overcome that so that you don't have to be a victim, but you can develop your OQ and be the overcomer that he put you on this planet to overcome. Amen? Now, let's read this last verse back in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 10. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 in the female version. Y'all don't really think that's very funny, I mean. <laughs> I guess I better shut up. <clears throat> so I'm ending this message on the development of your OQ, and I just really encourage you to take these three messages and listen to them and meditate on them and, and really make sure that you're developing your OQ as much as you're developing your IQ so that you can have knowledge, and listen, knowledge is great, but knowledge won't produce the results without the wisdom to draw from the knowledge what is God's truth about a situation. That's what's so vitally important. And he says here, and I really like, man, that's a long verse. You got it? Wow! Like a book, that's one verse. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 10. Let's just just follow with me as we read it. For no temptation 
no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. So in other words, there's not anything that you face that you can't bear because God set it up that way. But God is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature. And he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assailed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always also provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under any uh, under bear up under it patiently but you can bear up under anything that comes patiently so you know what every time i read that scripture you know what i do i just take a deep breath everybody take a deep breath and years ago when i did that i heard god say chill i got it covered he's got it covered now listen God doesn't take a trial, a temptation, and teach you something with it. didn't say that. He said, with the temptation, with the trial, with the test, through that, as, he's, as you're, notice, notice uh, about halfway down where it says, but God is faithful to his word and his, compa- and his compassionate nature. So what he's faithful to is the development through his word of your OQ. And when you're developing the overcoming quotient of your life and, and, and realizing who you are and your identity is in him and, and you become stable in your thinking, your thinking changes and, and gets established, you begin to see clearly and understand things, then God is able through whatever it is that you're dealing with to bring you to a landing place, to bring you to a safe and a secure place of overcoming because he's faithful to his word. And if I'm declaring every day that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, he's faithful to honor that. And when it becomes a part of my life to where I believe that, instead of believing that everything that looks a certain way is the the final authority and that's the way it is, as, as, as I believe this, then none of that has the power to overcome. That's why people are overcome, because they don't have the overcoming faith on the inside of them to overcome the situations that they face. Because I tell you what, man, in life, there's some insurmountable odds at times. There's some things that look a certain way, but there's no way in the natural that could ever change. But the Bible says nothing is impossible with God. Hmm? Nothing. In other words, everything's already been done. So if somebody's telling you you can't do something, you get that can't out. Don't ever say can't. I said it the other day. I I made some statement around my wife about I can't, you know. And she just pointed it out to me. And I'm thinking, you know what? 
I can do anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't, don't let those kind of things, I can't, I can't this, I can't that, I can't. Just go, go start counting how many times a day that you say you can't. I don't know about you. If I'm saying I can't, I want to change it because God says I can. Amen? We're overcomers who are overcoming. And I'm telling you today is your day to overcome. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your power, for your strength in our lives. Lord, I thank you that we are overcomers who are overcoming because of our faith in the fact that Jesus overcame. You said, Jesus said, in the world is much tribulation, but be of good cheer. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world and the world's thinking and the world's ways of doing. I've overcome that stuff. So today God is saying to me to tell you, trust me. God is telling you to trust him. Trust him. Trust him. There's not anything that you face today that he knows where you're at. And if you'll develop your OQ, he's there to take you not only through the situation, but to bring you to a landing place of deliverance and freedom like you've never experienced before. I believe that for you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for it, and we give you the praise. And everybody said amen and amen.